Good afternoon, my friends. Welcome to another edition of Behind the Wheel with your host, that would be me, Tazo. So I'd like to welcome you all and talk about what's been going on for the past two or three days with me. Lots of exciting things. And then I want to talk about, uh, for the educational portion of our podcast, why people get into truck driving. What is that motivation and why do people, well, not make it in the industry? So we've got a lot to cover. Let's get started. To start off with, what's been going on with me? Last you heard, our intrepid truck driver was on his way down to Huntsville, Alabama. Now, that's a long trip, about 635 miles one way for me in one day. Now, I do it. I didn't say I have a lot of fun doing it, but I do it. It keeps me busy, pays very well, that's for sure, and just keep on boogieing along with it. It's I'll get it done eventually. But I had such a hard time getting going Sunday morning. I was running real late behind the eight ball. I got down there, I think, about 10.30 p.m., Central Time. It's uh, My goal had been 10 p.m., so only half an hour behind the mark, not too bad, with a delivery the next morning at 8 a.m. It's uh, to go all the way from up north, uh, you know, on our near our northern border, down to a state that touches our southern border. Well, that's a hike. And, of course, me being who I am, I'm exhausted and right off to bed as soon as I got down there. Felt pretty good. Wake up early in the morning and uh, make my delivery. They were happy to see me. Of course they're happy to see me. It goes one of two ways in the trucking world. Either A, they're real happy to get their delivery, get whatever the heck you brought to them, or B, they're really unhappy. They don't want that work. And that's what it is. It's generally a lot of work. Somebody's got to unload that crap, and I feel bad for them. So... I, uh, they're happy to see me, yay, drop my trailer, pick up that trailer, pull it out of the way, pick my old trailer back up, put it in the dock door, you can have your stuff that's made in all sorts of different places across the USA, China, Japan, and Bolivia, or wherever they make this stuff, and I'll grab my empty trailer, and off I go on the way home, and, uh, that was Monday, just driving on back, got through Nashville, clean as could be. Stopped, ate lunch, then drove a little bit more, stopped and got some uh, go-go juice, fuel. Most people out in the non-trucking world will call it gasoline. Oh, I need some gas. Man, I don't put no gas inside this truck. I put diesel fuel and something called DEF, which is diesel exhaust fluid. That's right. Well, I'll talk about that in a second here. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting. But anyway, I picked up that stuff. Uh, got a shower, which is always one of my favorite things to do, all right, and uh, get to keep clean, and then slowly but surely made my way all the way up. I did not make it back to the D.C. Monday night. No, last night I stopped in Ohio, uh, no, east by about 30 miles of Columbus. I was done. I was tired. It was 11 o'clock at night, and I was like, good night, Gladys. Just decided to go to sleep, to get some sleep. Uh, finish it off this morning. Now, I am on my way to Granville, Michigan. 
So yesterday morning, I was down on the Gulf of Mexico, uh, and now tonight, I'll be all the way up in Michigan, you know, where it might snow. Who knows? Having a good old time with it, though. It's, I do enjoy getting all over the place and getting to see all the different things. So back to those two uh, points. First off, diesel exhaust fluid. Do you remember back in the day, trucks used to blow big black smoke out their stacks? And, oh, yeah, they called it they were rolling coal. I don't know why they called it that, but they did. Some kids these days like to get diesel pickup trucks and put a big stack through the bed of their pickup truck, damn fools, and do the same thing because they think it's really awesome that they can blow black smoke at everybody. It's just soot is all it is, but uh, it ain't no good for your lungs if you breathe in too much of it, but it's, it's just soot. Um, well, they decided truckers weren't allowed to do that no more. They made laws. They made emissions things. But at the end of it, they didn't want to see the black stuff coming out of the shiny trucks. So the companies that make the engines for the trucks had to sit down and go, huh, I wonder what we'll do. So they put these big filters on our exhaust, like a scrubber. You know, y'all ever see like an air filter in your car? And after like, say, a year, you pull it out, it's all black and disgusting? Yep, that's what they did to us. They put in these big scrubber filter things. So this way, it would collect all the soot and the black particulates out of the air coming off the engine. So you see nice, pretty clean air coming out. Hell, sometimes people don't even know if a truck's running if you can't hear it because nothing's coming out the stacks. Well, there, there's stuff coming out there, and uh, they got all sorts of technology in the vehicles, EGR valves, uh, exhaust rerouting systems, and, of course, these big filters. Well, those big filters, in case you're wondering, I'm going to tell you anyway, it collects it all, and hell, it may just be one day and already it's full. So we can't exactly swap out these huge, massive filters every day. They cost about a, uh, hundreds, if not a thousand or so dollars, I figure. So what they do is they'll burn it off. And now, it's not a paper filter. They, they'll burn the soot off with so, so such a high temperature, you don't even see it in the air. And uh, that's what they do. So they said, well, we need a, uh, a fluid that'll burn it off real hot. And they decided that they can't use diesel fuel. It's just not going to work. So we started using something called DEF, or diesel exhaust fluid. And uh, you'll inject that in there, a little squirt of it with a spark plug, ignites it up, and it'll kind of do like a little mini burn as you drive down the road. Keep on mini burning it as you go, and it keeps the air clean, and everybody's happy because they don't see the black stuff coming from trucks. And I'm with you. I mean, it's uh, it does give me a little bit less power, but you know, uh, clean air—that's a good thing. I I do like. I do think we need to protect our environment. And uh, while I am grateful to the uh, 18 wheelers for giving me a job and allowing me to have a paycheck. Uh, it's, I do understand that there is a cost involved with these things out there. They can be smelly, they're heavy, they're loud, and no one likes to have the big trucks around them, sadly. So anyway, 
that's it about diesel exhaust fluid. Um, it's been a long time since they introduced that back. Oh, I think uh, 2007 they started talking about that. And I've been in the industry since January 2003. So I'm a little bit more than 16 years in this business. And uh, I've seen a lot of technology come and go. A lot of technology come and go. And uh, diesel exhaust fluid is just one of the many things. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that at some point, you know, the different technology that you'll see. But anyway, outside of me going on up there to Michigan, uh, we'll get up there, deliver at 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, take that trailer away, and uh, give them this one, which is full of, well, who knows what. I never know. They just tell me it's stuff. And I get there, open the doors, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, that's all well and good. So uh, I'll pick up there, pick up their load, probably a bunch of returns to the distribution center. Then I'll go to a store, pick up a bunch of other stuff, and then I will drive it on back. And that will plop me down Wednesday night down back at the distribution center. Now, I want to make a note here. Do you all hear how I would just keep on calling it stuff? Haven't mentioned what I do what I drive, there's a reason for that. I, it's, uh, well, you don't want to tell anybody what you do, where you go, or why you do it, because somebody could decide, hey, I could sell that, and they could decide to come and steal my truck, and please don't steal my truck. I have very, very nice things inside this truck. I have a coffee cup. I've got a box of tissues. Uh, Hell, I even have a few bottles of water with which that I could have sweet tea inside of. It's, uh, please don't steal it. Now, as far as what's in the trailer, man, if you're smart enough, you, you might pay attention to what I got going on. But outside of that, I'm not going to tell you. It's, uh, it's just another load. Or as people in the trucking industry call it, it's a load of dispatcher brains. People like, dispatcher brains? I'm like, yeah, there ain't nothing in there. <laughs> or sailboat fuel. I do haul a lot of sailboat fuel. What is the fuel that powers a sailboat? Exactly. That's what I got. <laughs> Just a bunch of air. Oh, I do crack me up. So, currently I'm just bebopping along in uh, central Ohio. I'm going to slide all the way up to the Ohio Turnpike and run that across to Toledo. And then... Uh, from Toledo, I'm going to kind of push past uh, Detroit and then all the way over to Grand Rapids, Michigan, Grand Granville, Michigan, and I'll deliver there. And uh, it's kind of nice up there, especially during the summer. It don't get too hot. So that's a little bit about me and what I got going on. Now let's talk about the educational aspect of truck driving. Why do people become truck drivers, and why do they fail at truck driving? That's a good question, and I'll tell you about it. So first of all, why did I join truck driving? Well, I used to work in the hotel business. I had gone to college to be in the hotel business. I, I had done all sorts of interesting things to uh, in my life. Span. I mean, I got out of the high school, joined the Army, left the Army, 
started working in the hotel business, went to college for it, worked my way all the way up to general manager of a fancy hotel out in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I remember one day I said, fuck it. I am done. I burnt out completely. Excuse my French. This is supposed to be a kid-friendly podcast. But um, so I decided I did not want to do that anymore, just constantly working with people and constantly uh, having to be there to uh, keep people smiling just dreamed to me. I mean, it was one thing if I wanted to put a smile on somebody else's face, but to have to do it all day long just grated on me. So I remember quitting my job, just being, I'm done, and then sit, which is not smart. <laughs> and then I remember sitting in front of a computer, just scrolling along, going, what am I going to do? Taking tests on the Internet. What would my personality tell me to be? My personality told me to be a teacher. Well, that takes too much time in college. To be a lawyer. Well, I don't like lawyers. and I'd rather like myself. Uh, I knew that one of the things I really loved about being in the hotel business was because I constantly saw people come from all over the world to that little hotel that I worked at. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, just constantly being able to see people and interact with people from all different cultures. So I thought about what, how could I travel for a living? And, well, I found it. I did find myself, I found a website about a company, the same company I currently work for. And uh, it told me about truck driving and kind of what I could expect and, you know, some of the adventures that could be had, you know, the good and the bad. It was honest. I got to give it credit. It was honest about the difficulties, you know, in this business. And I thought, I could do that. And then I saw it. They offered free training. They will get me my CDL for free. All I got to do is sign away my life for one year and be an indentured uh, slave, I mean servant, I mean truck driver, for one year. And I said, well, I could do that. It's only a year. Oh, Lord, I tell you, if I hadn't signed that contract, I probably would have quit. I don't know how many times. It got rough, very rough, but I digress. So I went into it. Now, I figured I'd only be a truck driver for a year. That's all. I'm not going to do this forever. There's no damn reason that I do it forever. I just, I'll see the country. I mean, how long do you figure it'll take to see the whole country? That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a paid tourist. I figured I'd just call my dispatcher and go, hey, I want to go to Texas. He'd send me to Texas. Hey, I want to go to Florida. Send me to Disney. I'm in the mood for crab legs. Send me to Maine. It don't work like that (laughs) at all. But that's what I thought it'd be like. So I went to truck driving school, and I figured this will be it. This will be exciting. And I was so far in over my head. I mean, I was just, I had no clue what the hell I was getting into. I could drive. I love to drive. But, man, I did not have any clue that they expected you to be able to inspect the vehicle, do some minor repairs on the vehicle, paperwork on the vehicle, uh, read a map because there weren't no GPSs back then. No, hell, I got a little basic uh, cell phone, not a smartphone. This just had, you know, 
what, nine buttons and a, and a green button and a red button. Just make your phone call. That's it. Uh, so that's all I had back then, and it was rough. I, I got through it. I was voted most likely to not be able to figure out what the hell he was doing back in truck driving school. And, uh, well, as you've, you've heard, I've been at this for more than 16 years now. I did figure it out. It took me years to figure out, though, what the hell I was doing and why the hell I was out here. Well, I'm out here because, one, it, it pays well. I, I pay my bills. I pay my, uh, my support. Everybody gets a slice of my pie. Uncle Sam down to my children. Um, it's, I love being out here and getting to see different things. Imagine if I sat inside an office with no windows. I'd go freaking bonkers. I, I'd have freaking uh, webcams up on my computer monitor that I could at least look at different things across the country. Give me something to look at, pretty please. And I figure it's, uh, I like the fact that I don't have a boss inside the truck with me. It's, I got nobody. It's just me. I like talking to people. God, I love talking to people. But I do not. I do not like constantly being told what to do by a boss. That would just drive me plain old silly or frustrated anyway, I figure. So what is it that uh, about people joining? Because, I mean, that's my story. But... From my days of driving and teaching, I used to be a teacher of truck drivers, why do people join the industry? Well, I've had a lot of people down on their luck, just having no clue what to do. Going, I don't know. I, my, the unemployment office said they'd get me a CDL and I could make money. There are a lot of people that don't know why they're truck drivers. And you know what? They don't make it. They, very few do. I, from my understanding guesstimate, about 1% of the people that actually go to CDL school make it. Now, lots of them don't even make it to their CDL. But it's you got maybe out of the people that make it like and stay in it, you know, maybe 1%, 2% of the people that start and then stay in it, stay in it. You get a lot of people that will do three months, six months, maybe a year. Hell, you got to easily get past like the three-year mark before you can consider that you've, you know, you got your feet wet out here. But I've seen desperate people. I've seen people that say, I want to do it because somebody told me I could never do it. All right. Well, hopefully you stay with it. Some people, like my friend Tony, that was uh, her dream was being a truck driver. That was her dream since she was a kid. Well, and she did it. She loves driving a truck, has the biggest blast out of it, just bebopping all over the country, and uh, she's coming up on, I believe, having a million miles of safe driving. Either that or she's already got it. Uh, just she's stuck with it, having a grand old time. It's, uh, I mean, same reasons I do. You, you tend to start loving it once you've been at it for a while. I've seen people that genuinely love to travel, but most people that pick truck driving, it's either because their family did it and that's all they know, or they need the money. It's uh, which is a bad reason to do any job, but it's why they do this anyway. That's what they choose to do. 
So that's one of the reasons why people get into it. Now, why don't they stay in it? What causes people to get out of truck driving? You can't, it's a lifestyle. This is not a normal job. Many of you all got normal jobs. You punch your time clock around 8 o'clock in the morning. You punch the time clock at 5 p.m. You walk the hell out. Maybe 7 a.m. to 3, 3 to 11. Who knows what your schedule is, but you walk in, you punch a clock, you get to go home. A truck driver, I show up to the truck sometimes Sunday morning. There ain't no time clock. There ain't no boss. I just show up there. I got an electronic logbook. I put myself on duty. I go, all right, let's get this job done. I go, I find the trailer, I pick it up, I go drive. Do you know, I don't really stop working until Friday night, six full days later. I mean, yeah, I'll park the truck and go to bed, but I'm still thinking about the load, still looking at paperwork. I've still got a lot of stuff that I'm doing, even though I'm off the clock and not driving. I may be getting fuel. I may be at a loading dock unloading my trailer or loading it or watching someone load it. Getting repairs, making sure they don't mess up right. Going to company training. And there's there a little bit of time. I maybe get about uh, two hours a day for myself between showering, you know, relaxing at the end of the day before falling asleep. It's tough. 14-hour work day, about a 10 hours off the clock to rest and sleep. It's, uh, it's not a lot of time. This is a hard-working lifestyle. I tell people, you got to be like a gypsy. you got to work hard to make your money, and uh, you never know where the wind's going to blow. As you all heard, on Sunday, I went down to Huntsville, Alabama, and I had no clue where I was going to go after that. Then I got a message saying, all right, you come back. And then, all right, I got a load up to uh, Granville, Michigan. Tomorrow morning, I know I'm going to bring that load back down, but I got no clue what I'm doing after that at all. I know I'll leave the distribution center and go somewhere. Might go to Connecticut. Might go to Kentucky. Hell, I may go to Indiana, Jersey, uh, Atlanta. Who knows where? All right, and that's there's there's some excitement in never knowing what you're gonna do or where you're gonna go. There is definitely a lot of excitement in that. Uh, and some people they like that and they don't like it. Some people get real hung up on the fact they're not at home. They get homesick. Oh, big time! Like if you don't have any kids, you're not married. It's just you being single. It can be a real good job. You're a, you've got a family, either you're a mother or a father, and uh, you want to be home with your kids, this is going to be tough. It's going to eat you up. I've got three children, but I started this business back before I had kids. And I remember as each one was born, man, it hurt having to be out here. It hurts now. I'd much rather be with my girls, you know, just doing something with them. Being a part of their lives, it uh, that's one of the big reasons people leave. It's uh, they it's not what they wanted. They want to be around their family. Very few people get to be home every night, and even if you are, you're still doing like twelve to fourteen hour days. It's uh, this ain't no eight hour day type of job. It's uh, then many people, myself included, are home every weekend. Not for the full weekend. I get 34 hours off duty. 
I get in Friday night. I leave Sunday morning. 34 hours on the clock, back to the truck. Let's work. I cheat sometimes, and I'll take, you know, like 38, maybe 40 hours. But that's only if I got in very early on Friday. It's uh, Sunday morning, one way or the other. I need to get my rear end to work, back down to the truck, and uh, get back to making money. It's uh, That can hurt you, the amount of time out here. It's, uh, and then you got a lot of people, depending on where you live in the country, man, they're out two weeks, three weeks. I got a friend, Tony. I talk about her a lot, but, you know, she's pretty cool. Who knows? You may get to hear from her someday. I'll have her on the, I'll have her on the podcast. It's, um, she'll stay out five weeks at a time. And she lives, well, I won't say. That's, you know, private information for her. But she lives in the middle of nowhere. Like, really, truly in the middle of nowhere. For her to get to her house, it can take five hours of driving just from, like, you know, a place that she could go in a tractor trailer. She's like ghost town, USA. God bless her. And, uh, but she loves it. She loves, again, loves driving. Some people, it's all about how much time they can have at home. I get one day off a week. I spend that day Saturdays with my girls. Some people, they want more than that. They want three days off. Well, you generally got to take three weeks out to get three days off. You get one week for each week out. Five weeks out gets you five days off. Now, a lot of people be like, damn, I love that. Hell, I'll, I'll stay out 12 weeks and get 12 days off. You can do that. Maybe. Uh... But most companies, they're only going to let you take a week off. Five to seven days is all they're really going to let you to take off because that truck is just sitting. They own that truck. They want that truck to make money. And a truck don't make money when it's sitting. Now, you own your truck. Go ahead, take as much time as you want off. You still got a truck payment to make. I hope you got the money in the bank. It's uh, being weekly or monthly, somebody wants paid for that truck. And trucks aren't cheap. Man, you could have a payment anywhere from five thousand to one thousand five hundred, well, five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a week, maybe even more, depending on how fancy of a truck you got. Oh Lord, it's uh, I don't own a truck. I daydream about it, but I couldn't afford it. Uh, it's uh, maybe someday, but right now the answer is no. So. You get a lot of people leaving because they don't get to spend enough time at home. And then, well, another thing people get, there's no physical activity. You know, trying to lose weight or stay in shape is real tough out here. I know it. I, I work out in the truck, but it's tough sometimes trying to work out. They don't like the food. Well, the first many years of driving, I, it's all I had available was truck stop food. Or I'd bring peanut butter and jelly out with me. How many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches can you eat before you're done? All right. Eventually, technology's gotten so good. I've got a generator uh, attached to the frame of my big truck here. I got a microwave, a skillet, a crock pot, a coffee maker. Man, I'm living it up. The only things I don't have in my truck is a bathroom and a shower. I wish. Ooh, I wish I had a bathroom. Make my life a lot easier. You all think it's rough when you're out on the road. You got to go to the bathroom. What do you do? Pull into a McDonald's and go to the bathroom, right? Now, I want you to look at my 70-foot-long 
eight and a half feet wide, 13 feet, six inches high, 80,000 pound vehicle. You tell me where I'm going to park this. Rest areas and truck stops, right? Yeah, they aren't as plentiful as you think they are. You go driving. You tell me how far you got to go. If I got to go to the bathroom right now, I seriously got probably about another 50 miles until somewhere that I could go to the bathroom. 50 dang miles. And at 63 miles an hour, that's not very uh, far. That, that's going to take a while. So there are some reasons why people leave the industry. They also leave because, well, the managers aren't very nice. The equipment's not very nice. They don't feel safe. I mean, there's a lot to it. Your manager may not like you or not have a good personality. Luckily, mine has a great personality. I like talking to him. He's pretty good, but I've had bad ones. You call them up, they go, what do you want? Be like, I got a flat tire. And they go, why are you calling me? Call maintenance. Be like, well, I'm going to be late for my load. And they'll go, well, you figure it out. That load's got to be there. Like, uh, finally, I learned how to push back and go, excuse me, I told you I got a flat tire. You call somebody. And I learned very quickly, they are desperate for truck drivers. I am very secure in my job. As long as I'm not too big of a headache and I don't hit nothing, I got nothing to worry about. Good industry to get into if you want job security. A CDL and a clean driving record, you're set. Unsafe places to park. I may go into New York City and have to spend the night in New York City. Man, that ain't no fun either. I've done it. I don't want to do it. I'd rather, you know, avoid, well, all of the northeast of the United States of America. It's just not very safe or fun to drive in. But, you know, it happens from time to time. You got to be very smart about where you park. Wake up at about 2 a.m. See, this way you can be parked about 3 or 4 p.m. And this way you'll have a place to uh, spend the night. Anyway, I've jibber-jabbed long enough, y'all. Here I am at 30 minutes, which was my goal. And uh, I, so I've completed my goal. Hopefully you've learned a little bit about why people get into truck driving and why for some people the lifestyle of being a truck driver is just not, it doesn't line up with them. So they get out of it, all right? If any of y'all are ever thinking about becoming truck drivers, do your research. Talk to truck drivers. Go to a truck stop and talk to them. Look inside their trucks. Talk to them about their experiences, you know, the good and the bad. You're going to hear a lot of bad. You're going to hear a lot of good. People get paid money to refer people to their company. You come join on with my company, I may make $1,000. Hell, I may make $3,000. And that's true. If any of y'all want a job with my company, I'll gladly go ahead and hook you up. You know, so this way you can get that job and I can make money. But keep that in mind. Most people, when they talk about their specific company, they thinking about that dollar amount that they can get. $1,000 or two, $3,000 is a lot of money. A whole lot of money. So, buyer beware. Any of y'all, I hope you've had fun. I've hoped you enjoy it. This is Kazo signing off. Stay safe out there.